1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. That's called transformation and manifestation. Saints of God, God wants transformations to happen in all of our lives. Transformations that will cause us to become more godly men and women in life. That's one of the reasons why God sent his word to you and me. So it can transform us into being a people who are more and more godly. The things we'll see and learn from the word God provides us, are things that are given by God so that we can be more godly. Although that's God's intention for us, our response to what He shows us determines whether they'll actually happen to us. What we do with the Word God shares with me and you will determine whether or not any of the transformations and manifestations will happen to me and you. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we respond properly to the Word that God shares with us so that we can experience the transformations that God wants to happen to us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. You got a Bible which I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. And come on, let's have some fun. As we move back into this word that God gave me to give to you, so that we can all know what God wants us to know and then let him do in our lives what he want to do so that he can then do in our lives and through our lives everything that he said he will do. What a privilege that he's given to me and you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called transformation and manifestation. Transformation and manifestation, which are two things that God wants each and every one of us to experience. Transformation and manifestation. Transformation most, praise God. That's why we're talking about that first. And then manifestation. Because I've told you before, I'll tell you one more. Some of the things that it is that we're supposed to have manifested in our life won't happen until they're transformed in our life. Praise God. James chapter 1, let's begin reading at verse 17. No, let's do 16 and then go down into 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Verse 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And come up down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow or turning. We've already learned, praise God, that there are good things that God wants to do for me and you. And it gets a chance to be able to be manifested in the life of me and you. Things that come from above, from the God of love, who has good in store for me and you. Good that he wants to do in the life of me and you. And we've hooked up that word good and found out that word means good, praise God. Good in any sense, which also includes good in every sense which means it's even good in ways that we don't know it to be good. But he knows it's good. That's one of the reasons why we trust him and, and, and we, we let him do what he do because he wants to do good things in our lives and cause things that happen in terms of transformation. That'll be very good for me and you. Very good for us. Very good for everybody around us. Very good for the people we serve. Very, people for, very good for the ones we serve under. Very good for the ones that we uh, get a chance to be around to. That we live our lives around too. It's just good for everybody that we get a chance to come in contact too. We found out that that word also translates a benefit. It's a benefit. God's going to do some things that are beneficial in the lives of you and me. That's if we cooperate and let the Lord be God and let him do what he wants to do in you and me. That's why our desire should be to allow God to transform us like he wants us to. Allow us to become the transformers that he has planned for me and you to be and do. Because we found out change is available to me and you to better me and you from the person that we are now. But we found out that the transformation has to begin in our minds, whereas our minds must be renewed because every one of us, once again, has spent decades of in our life in the world system and being developed by the world, trained by the world. And we gained all kind of attitudes, ways of thinking and, and mannerisms and things like that, that in the world it seemed like it was cool because in the world you had a whole bunch of people that was a fool. But yet, not a we are in Christ, God said, I want to get rid of that out of you. And I want to begin to start transforming you and changing you. Now, he started to work in each and every one of us. He wants to complete the work in us so that we can be a people who are thoroughly furnished unto every good work, doing the works that he wants us to do the way he wants us to do. Because we found out there are things that we need to learn from the word of God that provide us the things that it is that God wants to do in our lives to make us more godly, more godlike, so that we can live in godlikeness, Praise God, in all of our lives. That's why we've been working more recently on this thing, concept called transformed by God's word, because it's God's word that transforms me and you, because the knowledge that we get from God will allow things to happen in our life that otherwise would never happen in our life. Grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord, whereas we'll get a chance to be able to have, be transformed by the knowledge that comes from God and our Lord. That knowledge that's owned by God and our Lord, which is part of the good and perfect gift that he wants to share with me and you. So that we can then be able to have a knowledge that we didn't have, understanding that we didn't have. So that then we will cooperate with him, making a transformation in me and you that he wants to do. Because it's also through the knowledge of God that we learn from God and the word of God that we're also empowered to be transformed. Last time we got together, we found out it's by the power of the spirit that we'll put to death the old us. And allow the transformation that God desires for us. We will put to death the old us. We'll kill it. Slay it. Mortify it. Take it out. Kill it. Put it to death. Destroy it. To the point that it's no longer around to be able to be used by me and you. So that we can then be a people who are operating the way God wants us to do. But for that to happen, we have to be led by the Spirit. Because the Spirit is going to lead you to the destruction of the old you. He's going to help you to be able to know what to destroy. And what to take out too so that you can then apply pressure to it and, and choke the life out of it to the point that it no longer lives in the middle of you. But on what we'll live then, is Christ. Praise God. there will be Christ living on the inside of you. When we left off, we were in Colossians chapter 3. You can turn over there, please. Because we found out that the Lord tells us what we need to do. If we're, gonna re- if we're really open to re- the real transformation that God wants to do in the life of me and you. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. Praise God. Because as soon as you press, we find out about what's, what's still in you. Praise God. Because that's when the flesh rises to the top. Praise God. That's, that's when that carnality rises to the top. Praise God. That's when your little attitude kicks in. For that, before you're all graceful and nice and looking all good and professional and sweet and nice and stuff like that, until somebody says something you don't like. And all of a sudden, poop, rise to the top. God said, That's it. There it is. That's what I need you to kill with the word of God that I give you. And then He'll teach us so that we can become open. To being transformed, open to it. Now, he teaches us what to do to be able to uh, affect this change in our lives like he wants us to do. Colossians chapter 3, begin reading in verse 1. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, we know that that means if you're born again. He told us what to do. Seek those things which are above, what Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. That we're supposed to seek those things which are above. We found out that that word seek means seek. He, mean, he, mean, he said what I'm saying. He said, I want you to seek. These things which are above. But we found out especially it means to worship God. Especially it means to worship God. Which means this is a true form of worship. All laying out before God is worshiping God. Lifting your hands under God is worshiping God. Singing songs under God is worshiping God. Closing your eyes and allowing tears to run from your eyes. All that is included in worshiping God. But there's another form of worshiping God. And that's seeking him so that he can transform you. Getting your mind fixed on the life that He has in store for you. That too is worship because it declares the worth of God in our lives. We found out that the word seek also translates to be about, to go about, to desire it, to endeavor it, to inquire of it, and to require it into the midst of our lives. We found out it means to be about. We're supposed to be about seeking God so that He can transform us in our lives like we want to do. We want to find out. What does he think about things so that we can then be able to match and see whether we think the same thing. And if not, we can know what to take out and get rid of. We need to be about it, go about it, desire it. We need to endeavor it, inquire for, about it, and then require it once we find out about it. And what are we are supposed to do? We're supposed to set our affections on the things above and not on the things on the earth. We found out last time that word set our affection" means to exercise our mind to entertain or have this, a sentiment or opinion, whereas we exercise our mind, which doesn't really normally go there at that time, but we exercise our minds to be able to make sure we have the same sentiment, that we entertain and have the same sentiment as God. Whereas we not only say the same thing God says, but we say it with the same heart motive and the same mindset and the same passion that he has it too. Like it ain't enough for us to not like sin. We need to hate sin like he do too. But you've got to exercise your mind to do that, too, so that we can become mentally disposed to what God says. We can interest ourselves in what God says and then become obedient to do what God says. Praise God. That's what we're supposed to do because that's what we need to do. Because being mentally disposed is where our minds and our thoughts are inclined in the direction of something. In our case, it's in the things of God, the ways of God. Being the kind of person that God wants us to be. That that's what's on our mind. That's what we want to be. So that whenever we recognize something that's not of God, we then obey God and say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be about that no more. I'm through with that. I used to do that, but I don't do that no more. And then we put it down. He goes on to say in verse 3, the reason why we should be so willing to do this and why we should want to do this. He said, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You are dead dead. Now, this, this is New Testament, by the way. He said, you are dead. That word dead means to die off. You are, to, you are dying off, which means the us, who we were, and all the worldly carnal things that we used to do before we met and received the Lord as our Lord and Savior, like we, used, like, like we did, are supposed to die off now that we're in Christ. I said, all the, the us that we used to be and all the worldly carnal things that we used to do are all supposed to die off not that we in Christ. I like this. It also translates dying, for ye are dying in Christ. Now, that word dying right there helps us understand that this is a process. It's not an overnight success because our dying to who we are or who we were, I should say, and all that we used to do is a process. It's not an overnight success. That's good news. Hey, Amen. That way you ain't got to beat yourself up when you ain't there yet. But you just keep on doing what you need to do to get there. Hallelujah. Because you, you're dying. Look at your neighbor and say, you're headed in the right direction. That's called dead to yourself. Now, when I say to yourself, I'm talking about to the you that you used to be. So that you can now assume the, respond, assume the personality of the you that God wants you to be. He said, you are dying to yourself. You're dead to yourself. I need you to die off to yourself. Why? Because your life is hid in Christ. Now, the word hid right there means covered by covering or concealed by covering. Now, when something is concealed by covering, that means that you can't see what's hidden because it's covered. So when you look, only thing you're going to see is what's covering it, which means when we live our lives like we're supposed to and die off to ourselves because our life is hidden in Christ, it's concealed in Christ. That means that when they look at me and you, what they're going to see is Christ. They're not going to see the old me and you. Because we're covered with Christ. But the problem is, some of us are playing peekaboo with Christ. Now, you was a little kid and you play peekaboo, maybe put something over you and then you put it, but peekaboo, I see you. But they didn't know that I see you too. Does that make sense? And a lot of us, we pull the concealment back. And show the old fleshly person that we was. We pull the concealment back. And show the old carnal person that we was. And some of us, we do it so often, we forget which one we own. (laughs) So we get in the place where we used to be like this and we'll act like this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, our lives are hid in Christ. They're concealed by being covered by Christ. That means that you're not supposed to see our lives. People around us are not supposed to see our lives representing our old lives. The only thing they're supposed to see in you and me is Christ. That's when we live in it like it's supposed to be. But he tells us what we got to do to do that. He says, set your affections on things that are above and not on the things of the earth. For reason why you are dead, dying, and your life is hid, concealed by covering with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So he tells us what to do in the meantime. Somebody say in the meantime. Because we can just stand here and look at what's going to happen. Oh, when he comes and get you and I, we're going to be just like him. Well, you don't have to wait. In fact, you, you supposed, there's supposed to be something that's been happening long before then. But he tells us what to do. Mortify, therefore, your, your members which are upon the earth. Mortify, therefore, your your members. Now, y'all learned on about that word mortify last time. That way it won't be so striking and shocking this time. Once again, it means to, de- but this time it means to deaden. That is to subdue. To deaden. That is to subdue. Which means I need you to deaden it. So that you can subdue it. Get it under control. You need to deaden it. Now, 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 sometimes you might go to the dentist and they got to do some work on your teeth, which are very sensitive areas with nerves running all through the teeth, running around the teeth. They got nerves all over the place. And them dentists can get on your nerves real quick. It can become a very painful and difficult endeavor for them to do anything with your teeth. So what they do, as they give you a shot of Novocaine. Praise God. And they hit you in the jaw, hit you around the teeth, hit you you around that area and keep squirting this stuff up in there. Praise God. So that eventually (laughs) it deadens that area to the point that then from that point forward, what they do becomes painless. You might feel a little jar. You might feel a little tug. You might feel a little something too. But you don't feel what you felt when at first they start messing with you. And God wants you to deaden yourself. Because some of y'all are still bothered by the change that God wants to do with you. It's hurting you, irritating you, upsetting you. That's because you ain't deadened yourself yet. Because if you had been deadened, you wouldn't even feel it. In fact, you could sit back and enjoy the ride. Sometimes them dinners give you some happy juice, some, some happy gas. You'd be laughing gas. You'd be like, ha, 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 Say so stick that, that vacuum cleaner in your mouth. You'd be like, ha, ha. You'll enjoy the whole thing. The thing that could be painful, you'll enjoy. If you do it the way he say, do it. Some of us ask, "Who's problem with these changes God wants to do in our life. It makes us so uncomfortable to the point that it's painful and we don't want it. But no, just do it the way he said, do it. Deaden yourself. He's not going to do it. You got to do it. He's not going to do it. You got to do it. Verse five, once again. It says, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. That word mortify, I said, means deaden. Deaden, that is to subdue. Deaden means to become dead. Mean mean do what you can do to make it dead. And then he provides a list of some of the things that we're supposed to deaden ourselves to. Some of the things that we're supposed to deaden ourselves to. Whereas we have no feelings toward this anymore. We don't feel what we used to feel concerning it no more. Now, it's not a complete list of the things that we're supposed to mortify ourselves to, but it is a list that we're supposed to complete, as in things that we're supposed to sufficiently and successfully, I still got that that, shot, we're supposed to sufficiently and successfully mortify ourselves. (laughs) Verse 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, Inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. Now, some people say concupiscence. Yeah, evil, not just concupiscence, evil concupiscence. Which the word concupiscence means strong longings and desires, especially for sexual desires. Strong longings and desires, especially sexual desires. Now, when I say sexual desires, that doesn't just mean having sex. That just means I want to be around somebody. I want to have me somebody. I want to want somebody close to me just to be close to you, girl. Or it's, it's, it goes the other way, too. My man, just for a moment, baby, just for a moment. But it's an evil concupiscence. So as as you want it too much to the point that you no longer are, are, are pay attention to the word of God and what it says to you. Because you got some folk that want it so much that they ignore what the word of God says because go, they want what they want. Going on with the list. I'm not going to camp there. It says, and covetousness, which is idolatry, which, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Another way of phrasing it. Now, folk gonna get jacked because of any of these one on the list. And so, since your God, your Father is gonna make sure folk get jacked for those things, because He does. Don't get mad at me. It's still true. He's gonna make sure folk get because He makes sure people get whatever they chose. And if they chose this over Him, He said you gonna get what you chose. It's real simple. Not that he's so mean, he's so nasty, because if he was mean, he wouldn't have been trying to convince you to deaden yourself. He wouldn't have been trying to convince you to not get involved in these things. He wouldn't. But for the ones that do, he said, well, you know, you already told you what I'm going to do and what's going to happen to you. He said, for which thing's sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So you would think that if we, his children, know that folk going to get jacked for doing any one of them things, then we need to do everything we can to make sure we ain't doing none of those things so that we don't make our daddy look like a hypocrite. Even though we ain't a hypocrite. We don't want him to look like a hypocrite because then he jacking them for it, but we getting off for it while we still doing it. Now, there's something wrong with that picture. Does that make sense? Anyway, we move on. He says, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them letting us know that we are people that are supposed to have walked past tense in them and we used to, used to lived in them. As in, we don't do it no more. That's one of the things he wants to get us to be, of people who don't do the things that we used to do that's on the various lists that God has that we ain't supposed to do. He said in verse eight, but now, now that phrase, but now, is just spoken as a word of emphasis. But now, Ye also put off all these, but now ye also put off all these. Now, that the understood subject of this verse is ye, which means ye put off all these. Because if ye put it off, then it'll get done. The reverse is if ye don't put it off, then it ain't going to get done. Which means the transformation will never occur in us like God wants us to do. Them transformation will never occur because why? He wants to change us to be a different person. But we're the same person because we won't let the transformation occur. We won't cooperate like he told us to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trusted you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen the things God is saying in his word about the transformations and manifestations that he wants to happen in our lives. Transformations and manifestations that have caused us to live more richer, more fuller and more blessed in godly lives. I hope that you're getting a clearer view of the importance of these transformations and manifestations happening in the lives of me and you. I hope even more that you're becoming inspired to cooperate with what God wants to do, so that He can cause the transformations and manifestations to come to pass in the lives of me and you, so that we can boldly say from experience that our God is definitely a God of transformation and manifestation. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210 7859 That's Erico 210-7859-238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you all at home after so. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our young adult fellowship this Friday. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together and celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are walking these things out God's way. Whoever thought to being young and saved is born must not know g Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor call a friend. Tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.